What's up, A12? How y'all doing tonight? It's good to see you guys tonight, man. Hey, listen, for anybody that doesn't know me, I am Stephen Francis. I'm one of the residents here from 12 Stone. And I'm here to talk to you guys tonight about generous love. Now, before I get into anything, can I just see, is anybody else excited that Christmas is 16 days away? 16 days. And I love Christmas because Christmas is without question the most wonderful time of the year. Everybody is happy. You guys are about to get two weeks off from school. And there's Christmas parties all over the place. Now, listen, I got to say this, too. Next week is H12's huge Christmas at the North Pole party, and you do not want to miss it. Anybody excited about that? H12 Christmas party? Listen, I have a picture of us getting ready for the holiday spirit. As you can see, I love Derek Idol so much that it hurts. But, what we, but I want you guys to have costumes and everything and be ready to come back next week, ready to party and have a good time. Also, I heard a rumor that Santa Claus is coming next week. Be sure you got your list ready, okay? Now listen, the other thing that I love about Christmas time. It is without question the most generous time of the year. Everybody is way more giving. You have Salvation Army stuff going on. We had Operation Christmas Child and we were able to raise over 18,000 boxes and, and give it to people in need. And Coy Bishop also did a great message about generous living next week. But I want to make a shout out to some people in this audience today who've been generous way before Christmas time. Two, two types of people. I want to give a shout out to each and every one of you guys and girls that got your driver's license. Before everybody else got your driver's license, you had to drive your friends around all over the place. I know that was tough. I applaud you. I commend you. That was a lot of work sometimes. Also, I got to make a shout out to all my ladies in here. Where are my ladies at? I want to make a shout out to specifically the ladies in here that have best friends or sisters who love to go into your closet, they love to try on your clothes, they love to take your makeup, they love to wear your shoes. Sometimes they don't even ask, sometimes they don't even give it back. And I applaud you ladies for that because I don't know as a man how you could do that. Another man will never be able to try on my clothes, another man will never be able to try my shoes, and I wish a man would try to try some of my makeup. I wish someone would try my makeup. That's just real. But listen, do you ever feel like sometimes generosity, uh, your generosity can get taken advantage of? Like you try to give something to somebody, it just kind of backfires in your face. I want to tell you guys a story. Uh, for anybody that doesn't know, I'm not from here. I was born and raised in Hartford, Connecticut, where it's pretty much snow all year round. And I love this bakery in Connecticut, and one day I was on my way to this bakery, and as I got outside this bakery, there was a homeless man sitting there asking for money, and I felt bad for the guy. And it, You guys have seen homeless people before. Sometimes, you know, they're on the street in need. Sometimes they'll have, like, the cardboard sign, or sometimes they'll have, like, the poor dog, too, which makes you want to give extra. So I felt bad for this dude. So, you know, I was like, you know what, I'm going to give him some money. So I reach in my pocket to get some money, and as I'm pulling money out, I hear a loud voice come out of nowhere, don't give him any money. Scary as can be. And I'm shook. Like, I'm looking around like, God really don't want me to give this man any money. 
But it actually was not God. It was the owner of the bakery. The owner of the bakery came out the store. And he was like, don't give him any money because he only uses it for drugs. And after he said that, the homeless man got up and booked it. He ran as fast as he could away from me. And, I, and it tripped me out. I was like, man, I'm trying to be generous to this person. You trying to take advantage of me. Now, students, doesn't that make you mad, though? That you're trying to do something nice for somebody and then it ends up kind of backfiring in your face. You end up getting hurt for it. You regret it. And that's not something that's, that's too uncommon. I want you guys to watch this video. This video was crazy so you can see what I'm talking about. Go ahead and play that clip. Hey, everybody. I'm Jack Vale, and this video is about to shock you. The other day, I started filming a homeless man because my Uncle John said he wasn't who he was claiming to be. And that a few days prior to that, he actually saw him getting into a nice car and driving away. So we thought we'd do a little research and see what we could find out about the guy. Let's cross that street. Oh, oh, no, no. Oh, look, 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 look. We got money, we got money, we got money. I've actually never seen this guy before. Uncle John said he's... Oh, they gave There's another score right there, right? There you go, bam. Anything helps, God bless. Homeless at the top, I think. Yeah. There, right there, bam. Oh, a cigarette. Oh, I'll be darned. Let's, yeah, come on. Do you know where he lives, or you just seen him get in a, in a car? Look down the street, down here around the corner, I see him get in a car and hit head. Do you think he's going, like, to another, no, just to another down corner? To, down to the next corner. What, around that corner? That's him, that's him. That is definitely him. Let's get in my car. Across the street, we'll get into my car. Is that him? Hold on, hold on. And he's... Oh, Jesus, stupid tree, I can't tell. He's him. looking over here. Huh? He's watching us. Are you sure? Uh, he's looking over here. Holy crap. Get up here, too, because uh, we're not mic'd or nothing. Stand over by them so it's not like intrusive. I'll be like, yeah. I wish I could play you guys the rest of that video, but I'll give you the long story short. They confront the man, and the man cusses them out for confronting him about what he did. Now, doesn't that just make you mad, though? Doesn't that make you hesitant about giving to people? Because there's really a lot of people out here who love to take advantage of people's generosity. But the word of God says that we are supposed to be generous, especially in the area of love, no matter who the person is, no matter what they've done, and no matter how they respond. And even if we get upset about how people take our generosity, how much more should God feel about the way that we take advantage of his generosity? Because each and every one of us has been guilty at some point in time of taking advantage of God's generosity. But it does not stop God from giving love generously. The passage of scripture tonight that we're going to be looking at is without question the most famous passage ever used within the time of the Bible. And I believe it is because it shows God's generous love more than anything else. And that is John 3, 16 and 17. And it says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. 
And the thing that I see with these scriptures is three points, and this is actually on your notes. So if you guys are taking notes, you can take this down. The three things that we see about God's love from this passage is first, that God's generous love is given to you no matter who you are, no matter what you've done, and no matter how you respond. So let's dive into that, and let's break that down a little bit. First thing is God loves you no matter who you are. John 3.16 says, that God so loved the world, and that shows that God has a deep passion for us. Many people will even say that the phrase so loved could be translated into obsession. And obsession is not something that you can easily conceal. It's not something you can hide. You can always tell when someone's obsessed with something. Here's a quick example. You can tell when someone likes football. You can tell when someone loves football. And you can tell when someone so loves or is obsessed with football. You can also tell someone who likes Taylor Swift. You can tell when someone loves Taylor Swift. And you can tell when someone is obsessed with Taylor Swift. I hear that. You know, every person she's dated and every song she's sung about them. That is the type of obsession that a lot of people have. But the thing that's so crazy about God is that he has this obsession about the entire world. He loves and wants to be with each and every one of us. And this is a stark contrast to how our world works because many times we only want to associate ourselves or only love people who are like us or who can benefit us. I think a great place to see that is in the high school environment. And if anybody doesn't know me, I'm actually a huge fan of movies. And one of my favorite movies is the movie Mean Girls. Anybody ever seen the movie Mean Girls? I want to play you guys a clip from the movie, but for anybody who hasn't seen it, apparently a lot of you have. For anybody who hasn't seen the movie Mean Girls, I'm going to give you guys a little bit of a background into this clip before we play it. So there's this girl named Katie. And Katie, she was homeschooled her whole life. She, was a, she used to live in Africa. Her parents were missionaries, but she comes to America, and she's going to a public high school for the first time. And she meets some friends, and her friends tell her, hey, listen, when you go into the lunch area, there's all these types of people, and these are the people that you sit with, and these are the people that you do not sit with. But the people that you definitely avoid are these girls called the mean girls, or what they call in the movie the plastics. But when the plastics realize how cute Katie is, they ask her to sit, at her to sit at their table. And you can watch what happens next. Go ahead and play that clip. Here, this map is gonna be your guide to North Shore. Now, where you sit in the cafeteria is crucial because you got everybody there. You got your freshmen, ROTC guys, preps, JV jocks, Asian nerds, cool Asians, varsity jocks, unfriendly black hotties, Girls who eat their feelings. Girls who don't eat anything. Desperate wannabes. Burnouts. Sexually active band geeks. The greatest people you will ever meet. And the worst. Beware of the plastic. Why don't I know you? I'm new. I just moved here from Africa. What? I used to be homeschooled. Wait, what? My mom taught me at home. No, no, I know what homeschool is. I'm not retarded. So you've actually never been to a real school before? Shut up. Shut up! I didn't say anything. Homeschooled. That's really interesting. Thanks. You're, like, really pretty. Thank you. So you agree? What? You think you're really pretty? 
Oh, I don't know. Oh my god, I love your bracelet. Where did you get it? Oh, my mom made it for me. It's adorable. It's so fetch. What is fetch? Oh, it's like slang from England. So if you're from Africa, why are you white? Oh my god, Karen, you can't just ask people why they're white. Could you give us some privacy for like one second? Yeah, sure. You should just know that we don't do this a lot, so this is like a really huge deal. We want to invite you to have lunch with us every day for the rest of the week. Oh, it's okay. Coolness. So we'll see you tomorrow. On Wednesdays, we wear pink. Now, the reason why I love that movie is because I resonate with the character Katie in the film. Now, growing up, I, I was made fun of a lot. Not a lot of people liked me because I was... I was overweight. The only sport I ever played was Pokemon on my Game Boy. Because that game was... Can I get a witness? <laughs> the only game I ever played was Pokemon. I, I, I suffered an accident, and it caused my teeth to grow back very crooked, so I had real messed up teeth. And to be honest with you, I was just a different kid. I was, I was, I was weird to a lot of people. So because of that, my entire grade school and middle school life, and still to this day when I think back to it, all I remember is how people used to make fun of me, people used to ridicule me, people used to always like, hurt my feelings because I was different or because I wasn't like them. But that changed when I got to high school because when I got to high school, I started getting into sports and I started losing weight from the sports that I was playing. I got braces so my teeth started getting straight. And the same people that used to make fun of me and didn't want to associate themselves with me now thought I was cool and wanted me to sit at their table and hang out with them and, 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 and get to know them, go to their parties. And the thing that tripped me out as I got to know them and as I got to hang out with them and see how their lives were is that these people were the exact same as me. They had the same struggles as I did. They had the same insecurities as I did. Some of them even liked Pokemon the same way that I did. But the thing was, because they were more attractive or because they were more athletic or because they had more money, they received special treatment and they were able to get away with more things because of because they were considered more appealing than the people that weren't. And to this day, it still hurts and it gets to me that so many people are made fun of because maybe they're overweight, because maybe they look different, because maybe their nationality. And, and, and I feel that God feels the same way due to the fact that he loves each and every one of us. Now, I got to say this, and I really want you guys to hear my heart on this. You know, right now we are living in, uh, uh, in a country that's dealing with a lot of social issues because of what happened with Mike Brown in Ferguson and with Eric Garner in New York. And it's a real tough situation, and there's been a lot of disputes and fights on both sides. And the thing that I've seen from watching everything and hearing everything is that love has not prevailed on both sides of the argument. And even though we live in a world and in a culture that struggles with issues like racism, equality, and justice, God has never had that problem. 
God loves the black like he loves the white. He loves the white like he loves the black. He loves the poor like he loves the rich. He loves the rich like he loves the poor. He loves the citizen like he loves the foreigner. He loves the foreigner like he loves the citizen. He loves us all. He is obsessed over each and every one of us. And yes, God sees that there are differences between all of us, but he only sees them as unique and never less. God loves you no matter who you are. The second point that we see comes from John 17, which says that God did not come, that God did not send his son to condemn the world, but through his son, save the world. And this is my second point, that God loves you no matter what you've done. And this is another stark contrast from how our culture is because many times in our culture, we'll like you until we find out something about you and then we're no longer a fan. For instance, has anybody ever, has anybody in here ever had like a crush on a girl or like a crush on a guy before, but then after you got to know them a little bit, you was just kind of like, uh, no way. Absolutely not. <laughs> I want to tell you guys a story, and this is, this is the absolute true story. The same thing happened to me, but it wasn't a crush. I just thought this person was cool. See, when I was a lot of your ages back in high school, there was this up-and-coming performer, singer, that everybody loved. He was taking the world by storm, and some of you guys may have heard of him. His name is Chris Brown. And I thought Chris Brown was the coolest dude in the planet. This guy could sing and get all the girls. This guy could dance like nobody's business. This guy could even rap too when he wanted to. I thought he was so cool. And I wanted to be Chris Brown. I'm so serious. I try to learn his dance moves. I try to learn how to sing. I even wished I was light-skinned for a little while. <laughs> Chris Brown almost made me team light-skinned because I thought he was so cool. That's how bad I wanted to be Chris Brown. But it came out in the news one day that Chris Brown, out of anger, brutally assaulted his girlfriend, Rihanna, one night over a dispute. And from that moment on, I wanted nothing to do with Chris Brown. And the thing was, Chris Brown was still a great singer. He was still a great dancer. He's still a great rapper. But I no longer saw him for his talent. I only saw him for his crime. And to this day, if you were to say, hey, I'm a huge fan of Chris Brown. I'm Chris Brown's number one fan. Someone will guarantee go up to you. It's like, don't you know how bad of a person he is? Don't you know what he's done? And let me make this clear. Let me make this painfully clear, all right? It is never okay for a man to put his hands on a woman. It is never okay to hurt an innocent person out of anger. It is never okay. But what amazes me about God is that there was not one sin too big that he could not forgive through the power of his love. And though everybody in the world will point and look at Chris Brown as a woman beater, God looks at Chris Brown with open arms and says, I love you. And I've sent my son to die on the cross to deliver you. And for many of you, that may be the same thing. 
You may not have the label of woman beater. I hope not. But some of you guys in here, you may have the labels on you because of mistakes you've made, like slut, like jerk, like stuck up, like addict, slob. Some of you guys have been given labels by people and have been condemned and judged by people because of mistakes you've made. Junkie is another one. And you can't get those labels off you because people no longer see you for who you are. They only see you for what you've done. But God shows his generous love in this, in that it did not matter what we've done. He does not see our crimes. He saw that they were paid for by the blood of Jesus. And that is the love of God, his generous love given to us no matter what we've done. And my third point is this. And we see this in John 16, which says that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. And that third point that we see from this passage is that God's love for you is given no matter how you respond. Now, before I get deeper into that, I want to tell you guys one more story about my high school days. I want to tell you guys about my first love. Yeah. (laughs) It's going to be deep. You're going to love it. Um, When I was a senior in high school, I met this girl, and I thought this girl was the most beautiful girl in the world. And I wanted to be with this girl so bad. I wanted, and I started talking to this girl, and she actually liked me back. And we started dating for a little while. And I was like, man, I'm going to marry this girl. This is going to be the one for me. I want to show this girl that it's real. Like, what we have is something real. So what happened was I got... Uh, I was asked to go on a missions trip to Guatemala, and I tried to raise up some money, and I got $100 in spending money for when I went to Guatemala. And as I went to Guatemala, I said, you know what? I'm going to find her something nice. I'm going to find her something that shows her, you know, that I love her, that, like, you know, I want her to be mine forever. So I'm looking. So we had the shopping day on our missions trip, and I'm looking around, and I see this beautiful Guatemalan bracelet. It had the native bird on it. It was made of this fine Guatemalan silver. It was, to this day, I think it was the best piece of jewelry I've ever seen. But it cost all of my spending money. I was like, dang. But she's worth it, though, because that's bae. (laughs) So I didn't buy myself anything. I didn't buy my family anything. I spent all my money on this one Guatemalan bracelet and I came back to the states and I came back to school the next day and as smooth as any player knows how to do it I walked up to her and I was like baby girl (laughs) yo listen you the one for me and I want to show you the finer things in life and then I gave it a bracelet yo I had game yo But that same week, I gave her that bracelet. I not only found out that she didn't like the bracelet, but that she was cheating on me with another dude while I was on the missions trip. Dang. Mm. Like I feel it in my chest still a little bit. 
It was from that moment on. It was from that moment on I learned a valuable lesson that sometimes these girls ain't loyal. (laughs) I guess I'm still a little bit of a fan of Chris Brown, just a little bit. (laughs) But I also learned a lesson. If I would have had any idea that she was going to do that to me, if I would have had any clue, it didn't matter how much I liked her, it didn't matter how much I wanted to be with her, if I would have had any idea that she was going to betray me like that, I would have never bought her anything. I would have bought my family stuff, I would have bought myself some things, I would have never bothered giving her anything. Nah. I'm going to call her later. I'm going to be like, yo, listen, where that at? (laughs) Anyway, I would have never given her back anything. Never would have bought her anything. But could not the same thing have been said about God's grace to us? When we see John 3.16, it says, For God so loved the world, he was obsessed with the entire world, that he gave his only begotten son, the only son that he had, to die on the cross for our sins. But then it says that whosoever believes in him, that whoever believes in him shall not perish. That whoever means that he knew that he was going to die for everyone, but not everyone was going to accept it. Not everyone was going to love Jesus back for the gift that he was going to give them. And I imagine, I picture in my mind, while Jesus Christ was in the Garden of Gethsemane, sweating drops of blood, just completely nervous, not knowing if he can do this or not. He was dealing with the thoughts of, you know, people aren't going to love you even though you do this. People aren't going to reject you. People are still going to reject you even though you do this. I wonder if Jesus struggled with the idea, with the fact that the people were going to enjoy crucifying him and he was dying for their sake. It's a, it's, it boggles me. It it truly gets to me that he knew that not the whole world would receive him but it didn't stop him from going to the cross anyway. And even while he was on his way to the cross, people spit on him, people mocked him, people cursed him. And even as he was on the cross, bloody, near death, with probably tears in his eyes, he said, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. He knew people wouldn't respond, wouldn't accept his gift of love, but it didn't stop him for dying for them anyway. And it didn't stop him for dying for us either. Because he knew that there would be people here today that, yes, we know about the gift of Jesus Christ, but we just love to do our own thing more. We just love to live our own lives and to do our own thing and have no one say anything about it. But it didn't stop him, even though he knew we would reject him from dying on the cross. 
And I believe all of that is because the love that he had for us was so generous that it did not matter who we were, it did not matter what we've done, and it didn't even matter how we responded. His love for us was so generous that he gave it to us anyway. So what do we even do with this? What do we do with this generous love? What do we do with this information that we've been given? I'm going to have the band come up now. I'm, I'm not done yet. <laughs> this is the thing I want to tell you guys. I've spent a lot of time talking about God's love, about how God's love for you was generous and was given to you no matter who you were, no matter what you've done, and no matter how you responded. But you can make a response today. The word of the Lord says that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. And that is the same thing for you guys today. And I want to ask, if you are that whoever that wants to receive Jesus Christ today, that can be you. So first I'm going to say these two, I'm going to say, I'm going to talk to two people. So first I want to talk to anybody in here who maybe has not given their lives to the Lord, who maybe has not submitted to him, who's maybe been finding love in each and every other way and has been disappointed and is wondering, why does this keep happening to me? And it's because you're searching for God's love, you just never realized it. And you've made some mistakes, and you don't think God could ever love you because of all the things you've done. But I've proven to you today that God's love is still there. There is nothing that you can do that could separate you from the love of God, and you could receive it today. And if that is anybody in here today, I want you guys to go ahead, and I have a prayer that we could put on the screen. And if that's anybody in here today, you can privately pray that to yourself. And please know it is not these words that save you, but it is the, word, the work of the Holy Spirit in your heart right now as you say those words that change who you are. And second, there's a lot of people in here who've been living for Jesus for a long time. And you've been on fire. You've been going for him. You've been spreading the word of God. And there's some people in here who maybe, you know, you've kind of dwindled a bit. You've kind of derailed a little bit. You've kind of been more thinking about your love than God's love. But today, I pray that this is a reminder for you to take hold of the love that Jesus Christ has given you and to walk that out and live that out. We are living in a world distressed right now because they don't know what God's love really is. We're living in a world right now where they don't understand love because they don't understand generous love because they're too scared to give it. But if God was not scared to give his love for us, we should not be scared to give our love to them. So I want you guys, as you are committed to the Lord in here, to dedicate the rest of this year and all of 2015 to showing God's love the same way he showed it to you. So this is what we're going to do. I'm going to have everybody stand up on your feet. And as we sing this song, if you want to do some business with God, if you want to give the Lord all of you and celebrate the love that he has given you, this is your chance to do that. 
And you can take this message tonight and you can go out into the world and show them who you are. And I got to ask this, if there was anybody in here that prayed this prayer just now, if that was you today and you want to, you, you want to let people know that you've made this decision just like we had incredible, I was so moved by the baptisms earlier. These two great men of God who've given their life to, to the Lord and want the whole world to know it. And if that's you today, if you made a decision for Jesus Christ, you can go ahead and just slip your hand up real quick if you made this prayer today. Praise God. Praise God. If you've made that decision today, you can go ahead outside of these doors and there are some people that will meet with you and talk with you during this song. And for the rest of you guys, I want you guys to give the Lord each and every ounce of praise that you got because of his generous love to you and be ready to show that generous love to the world. Let me pray. Jesus, we praise you. Jesus, we love you. We adore you. Father, we do all these things for you because you first did it for us. Jesus, let us take these words today. Let us take this reminder of your generous love and be willing to give it to everybody else in this world who needs it. Let us not be timid. Let us not hold back from giving back your love because of who these people, because of how people are, because of what they've done, or even how they may respond to our love. Let us love just like how you loved. And I thank you for the expansion of your kingdom. I thank you for each and every person in here who made a decision for Christ tonight. We worship you and we praise you for that. Now, Jesus, accept our praise now. In Jesus' wonderful name, amen.